For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Phil, when you hear the word condo in your brain, do you think good or bad? I think good, but I'm an urban elite. (laughs) Well, back in the early 2000s, there were so many condos in Madison going up downtown that it kind of became a source of irritation for progressive Madison. That doesn't surprise me. Madison is easily irritated. Condos were often viewed as the penthouses for the rich. And they contributed to the housing bubble that burst and led to the Great Recession in 2008. But now, it's become incredibly hard to build condos for some reasons we'll get into. Madison now has a different view. The city council just passed a resolution asking Congress and federal agencies to make it easier to build condos because almost no condos are going up anymore. It's just apartment buildings. And a lot of people actually don't know that. People see these buildings going up and they think, oh, there's condos everywhere in Madison. But no, we are not building condos. These are all apartment buildings. Well, on today's Center Stage with Milford and Hands, the Wisconsin State Journal's political podcast from the Sensible Center of Wisconsin Politics, we're going to talk about the need for more condos in Madison and how to get it done. I'm Scott Milford. I'm the opinion editor for the Wisconsin State Journal. And I'm Phil Hands. I'm the editorial cartoonist for the Wisconsin State Journal. We are two-fifths of the Wisconsin State Journal editorial board. The two-fifths that can't afford a condominium. So as, as much as they're sort of derided and sort of popular culture and sort of the ethos of Madison, condos are a good thing. We need more condos. The average single-family home in Madison as of last year was more than $400,000, but the median sale price for a condo was 275 275 Wow. Might as well buy two. <laughs> they are more affordable, generally speaking, but very few are being built. Only two condo developments have gone up or been proposed in Madison in recent years. Yeah, you'd think that we should have more than that. Compare that to all the apartments going up. Madison approved nearly 3,000 apartments downtown in 2022 and 2023. And the city planner's office told me on Friday, none of the 4,574 multifamily units approved last year are intended to be owner-occupied. Now, we definitely need the housing, but people aren't earning equity, which is how most families build generational wealth. We probably did build too many condos in the late 90s, early 2000s. It helped cause a bit of a housing crisis. And so the federal government might have wisely ratcheted back some of the rules in terms of how you build a condominium. But today we definitely need more because we're not building any and we're growing fast and need a lot more places for people to live. Lots of young people would rather live in an apartment than a condominium, but condos can be really key to help people build wealth, get into the housing market. The city council just passed a resolution calling for more condos and specifically asking members of Congress on key committees as well as the Federal Housing Authority to make that happen. And it has to do with loosening some regulations that were put in place after the Great Recession. Prior to 2009, 
an ordinary person could get a federally backed mortgage to buy a new condo in a new condo development if 51% of the condos had already been sold to people. And that would typically be wealthy people who don't need a federally backed loan. They might be buying a condo with cash. Okay. So after the Great Recession, that threshold of 51% having to be sold to wealthier people who didn't need a federally backed loan, that 51% went up to 70%, and today it's now at 80%. That's a lot. And what the condo developers are saying is that under that scenario, it's much harder for them to get loans. And that's why more condos aren't going up. So Derek Field talks about this in a hearing at the city council. Derek Field is a alder on the east side of Madison. He was the lead guy that sponsored and steered this resolution through the city council. And he talked about he'd like to get more condos north of the interstate in his far east side district there. He explained the issue to some of his colleagues. Nobody can get a mortgage on a condo that is backed by the federal government until 85% of the units in a building are owned. And so that means that developers will use, will cite this as one of the primary barriers for them about facing the risk of developing condo buildings, that they need to find folks who can afford to buy outright in cash or with non-federally backed mortgages um, up to that 85% threshold until mortgages are uh, allowed in that building for folks who want to buy the remaining units. So Alderman Field in this resolution is asking for that percentage to go down. Yeah, in hopes of encouraging more developers to, instead of building an apartment building, maybe may, maybe make a condo building instead. Unfortunately, the city can't do that. It's a federal thing. That's right. And it requires these federal agencies to dial that back. I mean, it made sense at the time to protect the economy from... An overheated uh, luxury condo market. But we're now... Many years from that recession, we're in a housing crisis. We're not building enough housing. And I think the pendulum went too far. That's basically what people like Alderman Field are saying. Yeah. It's also what the Wisconsin State Journal editorial board is saying in Sunday's editorial. If you want to read that, type into your computer or phone go.madison.com slash condos. Talking about a community like Madison, a starter home in this community is oftentimes approaching $400,000. It's really hard to get into this housing market in Madison. And condos could be a way to sort of create the missing middle of housing. Yeah. Lori Logan, who spoke at a recent public hearing, laid it out pretty well. She's uh, with Keller Williams Realty here in Madison. For a developer to have to either self-finance the condos or find enough banks that will do portfolio mortgages to help get those units sold, it, it is it is a monumental task for the developer to overcome and to get some break off that 85% would make a significant difference and really help move the city forward. And also, also Alder Fields talked about the importance of home ownership and property ownership to a community. And that is very, very real, that when people are building equity in their own properties, as opposed to paying a landlord, they're getting uh, financial stability for themselves, the family, their communities, home equity often finances, um, higher education for adults looking to transition or their children. 
Home equity often finances the development and creation of small businesses. So anything and everything that we can do to make sure that we maintain a healthy balance between rental properties and owner-occupied properties in the city will be good for all of us. Condominiums represent that missing middle of housing that our city so desperately needs. So, Phil, this isn't just an equity issue. It's an equity issue. Oh. In other words, (laughs) we're talking about building equity in a home. But as you know, when Madison talks about equity, it's usually about people of color or people of low means not having a fair shot at advancing in society. Not having the opportunities, yeah. That's another reason why Madison is behind this, even though the developers are too. Yeah. You don't see that synergy very often. Don't use that (laughs) word with me, Scott. I know you hate that That's a trigger word. word for me. If you have both the big developers, the realtors, and the progressive Madison City Council wanting more condos, it's probably a good thing. One of the stats that Derek Fields put in his resolution is that the home ownership rate in Madison, and this is as of 2021, relatively recently, for white households, it's 53%. For Latino households, 35 Asian, 32 For black households, just 18%. So- in theory, condos might make it a, more affordable for more people of color to get into the housing market. Yeah. And I thought Ruth Hackney, I don't have audio of this, Phil, but she's the CEO of the Realtors Association of South Central Wisconsin, representing 3,600 members. And she put it this way. She said, not having a thriving condo market can act like a stairway with no bottom step. Some are tall enough to jump the gap but others who would be perfectly capable of climbing can't even get started. Okay. By the way, that was in an excellent article by our reporter Emily Heideman last year where she really dug into this issue. If you want to read that article, it's at go.madison.com slash no condos. So this resolution that Alder Fields put in front of the city council, this passed, right? It did pass, and he sent it to... Some key agencies, including the Federal Housing Authority, but also to some of Wisconsin's congressional members who are on key committees. For example, on the Senate Appropriations Committee, which, by the way, oversees HUD, Housing and Urban Development Program Funding, Tammy Baldwin's on that committee. We know her. We do know her, so they sent it to her. I think she lives in a condo downtown, doesn't she? (laughs) Also, on the House Committee of Financial Services, another key committee that oversees these agencies, Brian Stile. He's the Republican from Janesville. uh, Who looks nothing like Paul Ryan. He's a clone. And Scott Fitzgerald. The Republican Fitz is uh, a Republican from Juneau. Are there a lot of condos in Juneau? You know, there probably are. There's lakes around there. I mean, I think you probably do need condos everywhere. That's the thing. This isn't just a Madison problem. Only 2.3% of multifamily construction across the country is condominium development. And it's not just for, say, a young professional who can't afford a home, so they buy a condo because it's more affordable. That's often what happens. But the and other, that's a good thing. Yeah. But the other flavor you have are the empty nesters, which I'm fast approaching that. Way fast. Uh, is that they wind up with a home that's too big for them, so they want to sell the home and they want to buy a condo so they don't have to do the lawn anymore. They don't have to do the upkeep. But one of the issues Madison is facing is that 
too many empty nesters are staying in their single family homes yeah. and not churning over these small, oftentimes a little bit smaller starter homes for young families with kids. The State Journal had an article about that. After this article ran, I got lots of letters to the editor from older people who are empty nesters saying, yeah, I'd love to move to a condo if Madison had any of them. Yeah. And if they did, that opens up opportunities for more affordable single family homes for younger families. Yeah. So now, not every old, not every empty nester wants to move into a condo and you shouldn't be forcing them into condominiums. No. But they should have the option. Well, and you and I talked about this. Like, I am pretty certain I will not go condo. We happen to have a pretty small home that was a little crowded when we had two teenage girls living there. But now that they're going to college, it seems about right. So I, I'm, I'm. But you're, you want to go condo, I'm right? I'm farther away from you than, so than, than you are. And, and I have a slightly bigger home than you do. But I just, I've always wanted to live like in the middle of a city, like in the heart of the yeah. city. And so I've always, I've been begging my wife that as soon as the kids are off in college or out of the house, that we can go get a condo or something downtown Madison or something, maybe somewhere else. But we'll see if she lets me do that, Scott. I don't wear the pants in this family. Well, you need the bigger house so you can fit that cartooning easel. The giant easel I have. <laughs> also, by the way, Mark Pocan is on the House Appropriations Committee. Oh, good old Mark. That's Mark. another important committee with some power over these federal agencies. So the maybe I- he can just do some magic tricks to get the <laughs> funding immediately there. Yeah, that's yeah. For those who don't know, Mark Pocan was a magician as a boy. I, I think he's still a magician. He does well. These, sure, yeah. he does like magic hours and stuff like that on Twitter. Well, he hasn't gotten a border deal through Congress. Uh, that that would be magic. That's not the only fix. So we need to pull back the threshold on when federally backed mortgages can be applied to new condo units. That's number one. Okay. There's another issue. Another issue? Yes, which the city council really doesn't deal with in the resolution, but this has been brought up by developers. It's a little harder to get at, but here's the issue. It's legal liability and... The problem is that condo associations have seven years after the condo goes up to get a lawyer and sue the developer for problems with the building. Yeah. Now, you might say, well, okay, that's, that's fine. If the developer screws up the building, they should be able to sue and be made whole. So in theory, I think that law made some sense. But what's happened, we're told by the developers, that there's sort of a cottage industry of lawyers that has grown out of this situation who, before it hits seven years, go to the condo associations and say, hey, guys, your window's about shut. Is there anything wrong with this condo? Maybe we should go after the developer. Sort of like ambulance chasers for condominiums. (laughs) Yes. And so some developers say, because of that legal risk, I'm going to go do apartments instead. Because if you do the apartments, there's only one owner who owns the apartment building. You don't have all of these people living there who might want to sue. And so there's way less legal liability if you build apartments than if you build condos. So I would say this would be a chance to get a lot of Republicans on board to this provision because the Republicans are supposed to be opposed to the sort of trial lawyer industry mm-hmm. and the needless lawsuits. And they, they're always for tort reform and those sort of things. But that but- was pre-Donald <laughs> Trump, who's made a light, who's made his entire career out of suing people for needless reasons. So right. I, the GOP used to be anti-frivolous lawsuit, not so much anymore. 
Yes. Prior to Donald Trump, the world, the political world was predictable and made sense. The, the, <laughs> the Democrats were in love with the trial lawyers and the Republicans hated them. Yes. And but, that is no longer the case. No. Now the Republicans all have three lawyers each. On the other hand, Republicans do tend to be more friendly with developers and the realtors. So if it's a cause of theirs, it seems like maybe you could put these two together and there are more older people in rural areas, by the way, who might want a condo. Older people tend to have more wealth who might want to buy a condo on a lake, things like that. So I don't think this is just by any means an urban issue. No, I think you're right about that. It'd be nice to get some bipartisanship to, to get this fixed. It's an issue that's affecting Madison, but it's affecting the entire country. I mean, mm -hmm. the entire country is facing a housing crisis of not building enough housing. That's one of the reasons there's hundreds of thousands of homeless people on the West Coast of this country. And so we need to figure out ways to make it easier to build houses. And this is a way to make it easier to not only build houses, but also help people build equity in their homes. Our latest Sunday editorial really gets behind this Madison resolution and adds to it that liability issue. We really want our members of Congress to be making this an issue. And it's not as exciting as like impeaching the Homeland Security director or border deals or anything like that. But this is an issue that I think we can get behind. Everyone can get behind and try and get it done. And we're not saying go back to the regulation or lack thereof that contributed to the Great Recession. We're just saying the reaction to the Great Recession went too far and needs to be right-sized, given the pressing housing needs of today. So when are you going to go condo, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> my my, I have uh, friends who actually own a commercial building on the near west side. Ah, and you already and got an in. I got an in, and there's been talk that we're gonna build. He's, we're gonna all of our friends in the neighborhood are gonna go condo on that site. Wait, you know, I thought you wanted to be downtown. Well, I, I do want to be downtown, but there's been talk about about doing that in the site. The problem is, is that we'd have to have like three different dishwashers in each yeah. unit because we can't agree on how to load the dishwasher. It's, it's been a crisis. I did love living downtown. I did for many years. I lived at the Carpenter, which is right down there by, actually it's by the jail and the police department. Very oh, safe yeah. building. Uh, <laughs> and I lived at the Baskerville, which was only a half a block from there. Doesn't the Baskerville have condos in it? I think it I think it went condo. Yeah. But it used to, I was there when it was apartments. It is wonderful to just step out of your unit and be downtown and to not really need a car, although I did have a parking spot at the time. All the restaurants there, all the action. If you don't want a backyard, it is pretty cool. Yeah, and But I want a backyard. And not driving around is great because these roads in Madison are horrible. Our theme music is by the mighty Tube Tester. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.